0: Entering this 2024 season, there's a lot that will have to go the Washington Nationals way, including some bounce-back guys. So who will be those bounce-back candidates heading into 2024? You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clare. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. For all your latest Nationals news and notes, just make sure to hit Locked On Nationals. Later on in today's show, the Nationals did sign Dylan Floro. It's an intriguing signing to say the least. What could this mean? Because I truly do believe that Dylan Floro has a good chance to be another bounce-back candidate for the Nationals, but we'll discuss that a little later on. Nick Senzel met with the media over the last few days here, discussed his time, and he is expecting to be the Nationals' everyday third baseman, and with that said, there's some good things to go along with that if he were to stick over at third base, but ultimately, I don't think Nick Senzel will be there every single day because of one big prospect. We'll discuss that a little later on as well. But let's start off with talking about some Nationals bounce back candidates. Listen, the Nationals, they were good this last year. 71 wins, 91 losses. When I mean good, I mean better. They weren't great. They weren't a postseason team. They weren't contending for a postseason team. But listen, last year was a success story, in my opinion. Improving from the awful 2022 season, you want to see a little bit more. And so, when you're talking about what you want to see, we want to talk about some bounce back candidates today. Because, in my opinion, I think the Nationals have quite a few bounce back candidates. And number one, in my opinion, is relief pitcher Mason Thompson. I went into this last year thinking that Mason Thompson was going to be one of the bigger surprises for this Nationals team and as well as the back end at bullpen. I always thought that Mason Thompson would be that closer down the line for this Nationals team. If it wasn't going to be Hunter Harvey, if it wasn't going to be Kyle Finnegan, I was sure it was going to be Mason Thompson. I've always believed in his stuff. I've always believed in the fact that even then today, right now, even after a terrible 2023 season where he had some ups, but mostly he had a lot of downs. I still believe in the fact that Mason Thompson and the stuff that he holds there, just the difference maker that he can be down the line, he's going to be that someday. I still think Mason Thompson will be going into 2024. Number one, hopefully it was just a clear head. This last year, it was no, there's no dancing around it. It was not a good season for Mason Thompson. But I think with Davey Martinez and what he does best, I think he finds the best out of all players out there. I think he will find a role for Mason Thompson in which he could kind of start to elevate his own performance. And I think when Mason Thompson starts to elevate his own performance, gets a little positive energy back in his system after a really tough 2023 year, I think that is when you could start to see him kind of work his way up the food chain here. Because I think Mason Thompson, again, this isn't someone who doesn't have talent. This isn't someone who, when we traded for him back in 2022, or 2021, rather, whatever year that was, this wasn't someone that you were just talking about, eh, like, he's fine. No, this guy's got a lot of talent. And he can be a back-end of the bullpen kind of guy. He could be a closer someday in the big leagues, in my opinion. The only thing with him is situational baseball. He kind of got himself in a lot of tricky situations, walking a ton of batters. But even then, we know this with young pitching prospects that's going to happen over time. You're just going to have to find a way to really minimize it and also just find your zone. Mason Thompson did neither of those over the course of 2023. That's why I think he could be doing this in the year of 2024. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but even then, he's got the talent to do it. He's just got to put it all together and ultimately Make better performances because at the end of the day, it's a results industry. And Mason Thompson wasn't really doing it in the year of 2023. But I still believe in the fact that his talent can carry him to that next level. He can be a back of the end rotation kind of guy. It's just got to happen. Second bounce back candidate, little on the line here. Catcher Kiber Ruiz. Kiber Ruiz offensively, he had a good year. It was nothing amazing, but Kibert Ruiz number one he's got a lot more power than what he possessed this year. We saw it in the year of 2022. His power was a little bit down. You weren't really seeing the home runs and the extra base hits that we all expected once you traded for him from the Dodgers, getting rid of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, Key Ruiz being one of the main pieces in that deal. You wanted to see a little bit more. So with Kiba Ruiz now, I think the bounce back for him is going to have to come the defensive side of things because here's the thing there's no dancing around this if you look at baseball savant and see where his really all of his numbers are they are all at the bottom of major league baseball whether it be his pop time whether it be his frame accuracy whatever you're looking at with Kibera Ruiz his defensive metrics were all not pretty in the 2023 season Kiber Ruiz It's not the fact that this guy is a bad defensive catcher. We saw it in the year of 2022 and even a little bit of 2021. He does have some bright moments behind the plate, whether it be picking off guys over at first base or whichever corner bag you want to talk about. Kiber Ruiz kind of has that flashiness to him, to where when you're behind the plate. And number two, when pitchers are really trying to go at Kiber Ruiz, which we've seen at times, Kiber Ruiz does have some solids back there. But ultimately, he's got to have it all click at one time. We've talked about this with Keybert a lot over the last few months here. Keybert Ruiz, there'll be like two weeks where, number one, his offense is clicking. His defense is clicking. He's throwing out guys over at second base. And all of a sudden, the production just falls off a cliff. Whether it be he just goes in the slump and it just affects him overall. Because that's kind of what has hindered him over the years. The lack of consistency with Keybert Ruiz. But I'm not out on Kibar Ruiz, by the way. Kibar Ruiz had a good season this last year offensively. But where the bounce back needs to happen is defensively. Because we know this, the Nationals in 2022, they were awful defensively. Over the 2023 season, they got a lot better. CJ Abrams really started to get better over at shortstop, making all the routine plays. Luis Garcia had some bright moments over at second base. Mayor Candelario in the first half third base. He was looking really good. And Dominic Smith was, in my opinion, should have been a gold glove finalist when it was all said and done over at first base. The Nationals defensively, they didn't really hinder hinder themselves too much in the year of 2023. But Kiber Ruiz, he's one of those guys who could be bouncing back. And I think when you're talking about defense in particular, he's going to be someone that I think you need to really have bounce back in 2024, because he's got the talent. He has all these skills. He's got a solid arm. He can block well. We've seen him be a little athletic behind the plate. Keeper Ruiz just needs to find a way to stay consistent, and that is when you will see the best product possible for your Nationals franchise catcher, whatever you want to call him. Third on this list, Joey Manessis. DH Joey Manessis, this is something that we didn't really know. He dealt with a I guess a pretty severe knee injury that kind of hindered him all of 2023. Davey Martinez revealed that over the last few weeks here. Joey Manessis, while his numbers were still good, he was still a fine DH. At the end of the day, we expected a little bit more power. So the power just kind of going away after a ridiculous 2022 season with us, that was kind of like a What's going on with him? Is this going to be something to where we should expect the lack of power? Or if you look at his track record down in the minor leagues, this guy has always hit for power. He's always hit home runs. He's always hit extra bases. He's been a double machine throughout the last decade of his career. But Joey Manessas took a step back this year, and there's no denying that fact. But I think Joey Manessas, with this knee injury, getting healthy, getting back to full strength, having a full off season, getting your reps in the cages knowing that you, your name is going to be in pen in that opening day lineup as we sit here today, Joey Manessis could be that bounce-back guy. Now, looking at where the bounce-back will be, it's got to be in his home run numbers. I need to see a little bit more power because here's the thing. Joey Manessas hit a ton of doubles this year. Extra base hits, I'll collect those any day of the week. I'll take it to the bank. I'll deposit it any day of the week. But I want to see a little bit more power. We've talked about this, and one of the main needs for this Nationals team is power bats. You need guys to really be that cleanup hitter. You need guys to be able to hit the home run ball at any given moment. The Nationals, they've lacked that over the last few years since trading away Josh Bell and Juan Soto. You don't really have the power bats anymore. You don't really have the guys who can really say that is your cleanup hitter. Joey Meneses, though, in this case... I still think he can be, and in fact, I think this is going to be the year where he kind of gets back on pace. I'm not expecting a 960 OPS out of this guy, but I think if he's in the realm of an 800 OPS, I don't think that's crazy. I think that's the kind of power he's got, and I think National League East pitchers have surely recognized his name over the course, encircling him in that starting lineup. But Joey Manessis, he's got a big bounce back chance this year because He's going to have the opportunities, number one. And number two, we have a track record with him. Over the years in the minor leagues, yes, he didn't get the call up to the majors, but that's mostly just semantics and not being your big-time prospect. And being 28, 29, 30 years old, not getting your debut opportunity yet, the Nationals gave him that chance in 2022, and he has run with it ever since. I think Joey Meneses will probably be the biggest bounce-back candidate in the year of 2024 and beyond for this Nationals team. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen. Every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can Catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. Now, let's get into Nick Senzel because at this moment in time, we are projecting Nick Senzel to be the Nationals opening day third baseman. What does this mean for us? What does it mean for Nick Senzel? Is this the right thing? But also, is he going to be the everyday third baseman? Or can the Nationals be calling up a prospect? We'll discuss that after I tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And guys, let me tell you about FanDuel because you could score early on this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because the app is always so easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props over-unders, and more. Like tonight, if you want to check out Thursday Night Football, we got a barn burner of a game out there. Who are you going to take? I know who I will. I'm going to fade whoever has the least amount of points on them. That is what I do. And when you do it, you got to visit FanDuel.com and use FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with our friends at FanDuel because FanDuel, they're the official partner of the NFL. Now let's get back into it as Nick Senzel is going to be an intriguing candidate for a bounce back for the Washington Nationals. I just did bounce back, but I was looking at former, really just current Nationals who have been here. Nick Senzel though, he kind of fits that bounce back category as well. But Davey Martinez, Nick Senzel spoke with the media the other day. Nick Senzel he believes that he's going to be the Nationals' everyday third baseman, and I think that's what the Nationals are intending with Nick Senzel. We know that he can kind of be placed all around the outfield. He can play left field, he can play second base, left play first base, third base. He can play a lot of different positions, but Nick Senzel's home is over at the hot corner with third base. Is he going to be that everyday third baseman for the Nationals, but also can this open up a fast track for a big time prospect? First, let's answer the first question. I think Nick Senzel is certainly going to be the everyday third baseman for this Nationals team. And I think this is going to be, again, another bounce back kind of candidate. Nick Senzel, when he is over at third base, his numbers and really his slugging numbers overall, which again, if you're an everydayer out there, you know that I really prioritize slugging when it comes to third baseman, first baseman, center fielders, all these power type of positions, that's the number that I really try to look at on the offensive side of things. I think Nick Senzel, if he is over there at third base every single day, you could see a much better performance over the course of the season than what a lot of people anticipated with him. Now, here's the big question, is that are the Nationals going to really just hone in on Nick Senzel or are they going to want to get looks to a former first-round pick as well with Carter Kibu? Or are you going to go out there and maybe call up a Trey Lipscomb a little bit early? I don't know at this moment in time, but I can tell you this. Last offseason, we were talking about this exact same thing. and It was kind of the similar signing to last year with Dominic Smith. Everyone was talking about, well, he wasn't really just a full-time first baseman in 2022 with the Mets. But he's going to be coming here. He's going to be in his primary position. That's his home. That's where he's more comfortable at. Maybe Dominic Smith can find his power again and really kind of turn his career around with the Nationals. That ultimately did not really happen. He was great defensively, but what we needed to see was what he was going to do offensively. And ultimately, he did not get the job done over there. So it's a little eerily similar, similar, you could say, talking about Nick Senzel now because... Ultimately, what are we going to expect with him? It's a former first-round pick who's kind of flamed out in the majors. The Cincinnati Reds, who have a ton of talent, they've decided to move off from him, DFA him, kind of just get him out of town. And now he's with the Nationals, in which could be an interesting signing, but I don't think Nick Senzel is going to be here, at least in the year of 2024, for the long run. Because I truly do believe, at this moment in time, I think the Nationals have a little trick up their sleeve. And that trick up their sleeve, I don't think Brady House is going to be down in the minors for all that long. I think Brady House could be one of the fast-track guys up into the major leagues. So with Nick Senzel, the first half of the season, it's going to be his job, in my opinion. And if he kills it, if he's killing the baseball, if he's playing solid defense over at third base, number one, you could be looking at a trade candidate, which would be amazing in my opinion. Or number two, you may just be looking at your third baseman for the 2024 season. Those are both win-win scenarios. But don't forget about Brady House. Because Mike Rizzo, when he was at the winter meetings just a few weeks ago, Mike Rizzo did point out the fact that Brady House and really just all prospects in general, there's not going to be log jams for them. He doesn't want to cover those guys down in the minor leagues, and he's not just going to let them simmer down in the minors double A AA and AAA and just let them cook down to the bone. That's not what they're going to do. I think the Nationals, I think they're going to want to bring up these guys relatively quick and get them up into the major leagues, at least by sometime maybe in August, maybe a September call-up kind of look. But I don't think they're going to be down there for that long. And I'm really kind of puzzling in Brady House and Trey Lipscomb in this conversation, because those are your two third basemen down in the national system who could be coming up here probably momentarily within the next year. So which one between the two could it be? Well, you could make the case for Trey Lipscomb, maybe making the climb a little bit earlier than Brady House, considering that Trey Lipscomb's a college bat. He just won the gold glove down in the minors. Trey Lipscomb's got a lot of different things to really like about him. He's more so of a utility guy, maybe up in the majors at some point, but he can also play second base because I truly do believe Brady House is going to be your third baseman for the next decade plus. That's what I believe in. Hopefully we can extend him down the road, but that's for a different day that we can talk about that. But Trey Lipscomb and Brady House, those are going to be your guys to replace Nick Senzel down the road for this Nationals team. Now you just have to narrow it down to one of those two guys and who would it be? In my opinion, I think it's going to be Brady House. I'm going to bet on the fact that Brady House, maybe by sometime this August, will be in the majors in the middle of this lineup and hopefully making a big impact for this Nationals team. Now, you may be asking, what does this mean for James Wood and Dylan Cruz? Are they also going to be making a big comeback in the year of 2024? I don't know at this moment in time, to be honest with you, but I'm willing to put my cards on the table and say that Brady House he's going to be making an impact at some point this summer for this Washington Nationals team. Is it going to be in a major way? I don't know at this point. But if Nick Senzel, if he is struggling, which is totally possible considering what he has done since the year of 2019, if he does struggle, this is going to open up a huge hole for this Nationals team in order to try to get Carter Keyboom opportunities. And then if Carter Keyboom can't take care of it, They're going to go down to the minor leagues. And if Brady House is doing what we all think he's going to do in 2024, he's probably going to take that job and never give it up. That's what I believe in going into this season. We'll just have to see what the Nationals decide to do. And ultimately, I'm calling it right now, it's going to be Brady House's job by the end of 2024. I do believe in that. Thank you all for making Locked On Nets your first listen every single day. And of course, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, that is Locked On Sports Today. Now let's get into it as the national signed Dylan Floro to a one-year deal. This is an interesting one. The reason as to why we kind of look at this and say, again, bounce back guy, it could be happening. Last year with the Marlins and as well as the Minnesota Twins, his ERA, you look at his ERA and you're like, not all too great. And kind of an inflated four ERA, not all too amazing. But then you look at his fielding independent pitching, that was at a sub three. Now, what does that tell you about Dylan Floro? He was not really, he was kind of an unlucky pitcher in the year of 2023. And if you look at Dylan Floro's track record, this was something that kind of came out of nowhere, in my opinion. Because if you look down at the deeper numbers with the right handed pitcher, you're going to see a lot of different things that you could like from the year of 2023. Number one, he had his highest strikeout per nine innings of his career last year with the Marlins and as well as the Twins. And I think this is going to be a big bounce back guy. Now, you may be asking, Why is he going to be a bounce back guy? Because number one, you can make the argument that he wasn't that bad last year. In fact, he was not that bad last year. He got a lot really just unlucky overall with poor defense by the Marlins and as well as the Twins. But going into this year, he's going to play a big role for this Nationals team. And what I like the most about Dylan Floro, I get sized, I get steamed up for strikeouts. His strikeouts per nine was at a career high from what it has been over the last decade plus. That is kind of telling, I think, about his stuff, number one, and number two, about where he could be in the back end of the bullpen. Is he going to be your closer? No, that's still Kyle Finnegan. Maybe Hunter Harvey gets another shot at that as well. But Dylan Floro is going to be kind of that Steve C-check signing of a few off seasons ago. Except you may be asking, it's going to be a little bit better than Steve Ciszek. No offense to him. Dylan Floro is just a little bit of a better talent to say the least. But going into this season, where can you kind of see him falling in a place? I see Dylan Floro as someone who's going to be pitching the seventh inning. And then after that, it falls in line, Hunter Harvey in the eighth inning. And then in the ninth inning, Kyle Finnegan hopefully comes in and shuts the door. Because the Nationals over this year, there are two different sides to this bullpen. There was a side where you had Hunter Harvey and Kyle Finnegan closing out the game, looking really good. And then on the other hand, you had guys like Mason Thompson who were coming in and just kind of giving up five earned runs in this course of two innings. And then, of course, you had Thaddeus Ward who was coming in. He was walking the yard. And ultimately, the Nationals bullpen just never could find that consistency. I think Dylan Floro, who will be on the first half of that bullpen, who's going to be one of the bigger guys of this season, he's going to be one of those guys who could kind of turn this bullpen around just a little bit more. I think this is going to be a big impactful signing. And I can tell you this right now: August 5th, whenever the trade deadline is this year, Dylan Flora will not be a Washington National past that. He's going to be one of those guys to where you sign him hoping for a bounce back or whatever you want to call it with him. And then you're going to trade him at the deadline. Because teams, they need bullpen help whenever they can. You're going to see teams buy bullpen guys whenever they need to because That is what is of value in the year of 2024 and beyond. That is what postseason teams need every single year when they enter October baseball. So going into this year, Dylan Floro, it's going to be an intriguing kind of season for him. We'll just have to see if he can really bounce back and really get back to his form, what he was over the last few seasons. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen. Every single day as we are free and available wherever You get your podcast, and I'll catch you guys tomorrow on a a Friday. It'll be a feel-good Friday, to say the least. See you on the flip side.